Morning. Uh, if you turn with me to Second Corinthians 11, um, some thoughts here that hope are an encouragement to you. Uh, this was, these were some of the thoughts that I needed to hear um, in these days, and have been encouragement to me. So I pray that they will be to you as well. Second Corinthians 11:3. Um, if I had to give a title to these thoughts, it would just be. Um, keeping our thoughts singularly fixed on Christ and, and endeavoring to do that. So thoughts singularly fixed on Christ. All right, so mostly looking at some thoughts from the second half of verse 3, but we'll read verse 2 and 3 just to give a little bit more of the context. So Paul here says, For I feel a divine jealousy for you, Since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ, but I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So just a few things on this idea of a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. If you have the New American Standard, it might say the simplicity. Um, This is one of those instances where I usually like Uh, English Standard Version, but in this case, I like the way the King James translates it, and I like that word simplicity in there, Uh, because when you you look it up in the Greek, it really is just, again, it's real simple. It's the idea of singleness, not complicated. So just, so simplicity, I think, captures it a little bit better. Again, sincere and pure are good, um, but just the singleness, the simplicity that, that is there in devotion to Christ. Um, and just one thing to pay attention to as well um, is true believers can be led astray. Uh, Paul wouldn't be warning of that if, if it wasn't there. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a genuine concern that our singular focus on Christ and just the simple, most important things, we can lose our focus off of that. I mean, there are plenty of things going on in the world, you know, with covid I guess there's an election coming up soon. Um, there's so many things going on. And, and I know personally for me, you know, anxiety about the elections. Um, so just keeping a single focus on Christ and the reality that he's in control of everything is just so important. Um, the reality is the Christian life is very simple. Um, we tend to complicate things. Um, you know, when the flesh comes in, when the devil comes in and he hits us with a million distractions, you know, constantly vying for our attention to get our minds on other things, um, that's when things get complicated. And so if you're in a place where you think the Christian life is so complicated, it's, it's really not. Um, and so it's good to get back to the simple things. It really isn't complicated. It's very simple when first things are first in our hearts and we're focused on what we're supposed to be. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. Simple and easy are two very different things. The Christian life is extremely hard if you've lived it for any longer than one day. Um, I know um, when the Lord was working in my heart and I went and spoke with, um, Charles was the first person I went and spoke with, and I remember sharing with him, I felt like, you know, I felt like I was invincible. 
Um, that was the word I used, and it might sound kind of silly. And there's truth in that. You know, when we're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, we feel as though I'll never struggle with sin again. You know, it's like, finally, there's victory. But the reality is, is the Christian life is very hard. And so don't mis- mistake what I'm saying with I'm saying it's not, not that. But, but it is very simple. It, it's simple to walk in a pure and sincere way following after Christ. Um, so just, is, is that a reality? Is that a reality in your life? Um, are there things that have gotten your attention that, um, and, and the other thing I just wanted to highlight too is the idea of thoughts. Where, where our thoughts are many times, that, that's, I mean, that's what has our attention. And uh, in the end, that's where, you know, that's where our heart ends up being. And so it starts in our thoughts. The devil will come at us in our thoughts and that's where, like, you have, a, if you look back just one chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, you know, this doesn't give the idea that this simple Christian life is also easy. It really doesn't. You look at, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. So, again, it, a lot of, so many things start in our thoughts we get distracted and we start wandering away. Safety in the Christian life is being near to the shepherd. And, and, and things need to be kept simple for us because we, I mean, we're, we, we, we aren't, I mean, the Bible refers to us as sheep, and that's not a, it's not a compliment. You know, um, God, God knows we, we're weak. And when we understand our weakness and our great need, we understand that, I, I can't wander far from the voice of the shepherd. Or I'm gonna, most of us are not going to just walk straight up to a wolf and, uh, and, and go straight into sin. But what happens is we get distracted and we start wandering away from the voice of the shepherd and we're, we're not in that place of safety anymore. And we're more, there's more of a tendency that our hearts will wander away from Christ. And then we're putting ourselves in great danger. And so just a few verses I wanted to share to kind of reinforce that the most important thing in the Christian life is that we're keeping our focus on Christ and that we're becoming more like him. So Romans, Romans 8.29, um, you don't need to turn there um, if you don't want, but you can if you want. I'm just going to read off a few verses, the ones that I can remember. I might not turn there, but yeah, Romans 8.29. So for those whom he, prede- those whom he foreknew... He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his great, his precious and very great promises, so that through them we may become partakers of divine nature. So God has saved us, and everything is pointing to becoming more like Christ, so we can be partakers of divine nature. That is the great treasure. It's not just going to heaven and streets of gold and gates of pearl. It's we get to be like God. Is that, is that what you're pursuing? Is that what you're striving for? You know, do the things that bother you at the end of the day come, come around, I was not like Christ in this area? 
or is it more I didn't get my way in this area? Again, it's just our hearts, there can be a reflection there of what we're really striving for. Um, and as Christians, being more like Jesus is to be number, number one as we're fixing our eyes on him. So is that your desire? Again, coming back to it, it's a simple thing. Um, in John 15, Jesus doesn't give a list of a long list of commands or things we need to do. It's just abide, abide in me. You know, be be near to God, draw near to Him. Um, another place, He says, "Keep yourself in His love." <clears throat> when I think back, you know, to college days in Bible college, and and even after, all the, you know rich, deep theological works I used to try to read, but so much of it really made almost no impact on my soul. Um, but when I think of what would have been the things that have had the most impact, you know, I think of, uh, I was reading, I think it was Octavius Winslow, there was just a phrase that he kept repeating over and over where he just says, lean hard. So when you think of the things that impact you the most, it's really the most simple truths. Just lean hard on God when you're going through trials and struggles. If you can just grasp that, lean hard on him. Don't try to figure it all out yourself. Don't try to carry the burden yourself. Lean hard on Christ. Just simple, simple things. Um, just a couple other verses I wanted to look at, and then I'll close. Um, hopefully I haven't gone too long, haven't been... I meant to keep track, but I forgot to do that. Um, so how do, we, how do we fight this battle, and what are just a couple practical things that may, may be of help to you? So Colossians 3, 1 through 4, I um, wanted to read that, um, and that it, it's just looking at the present reality of who we are in Christ and fixing our minds on that. Because many times we, we're trying to fight and fight the Christian battle and the struggles we're in, and we're almost like a soldier in the middle of a battle trying to put on his armor in the middle of the battle. Um, and we're, so we're very reactionary. We're not proactively getting ourselves like in, you know, in Ephesians where we're sitting in his truth, understanding it, walking as we ought, and then we're ready to stand and fight, like it says in Ephesians. Um, but here in Colossians, I, f- I come back to this passage again and again on how to fight uh, how to fight and how to keep my mind, keep my eyes on Christ. Because it's easy to say, just keep your mind focused on Christ. But how many of us can say over long periods of time we've had great success in this area? I know for me that this is why I needed to hear these things because I've really not been walking consistently in this area. Um, but Colossians three one through four it says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So fix your eyes and your thoughts on the present realities of who you are in Christ, seated with him in heavenly places, our lives are hidden with him, and then, look at verse 5, Put to death, therefore. So it's like it's based on this reality. Now you can put to death sin. If you're trying to fight and strive against sin but not putting these things in ever before your, your mind, you're, it's going to be a losing battle. It's like you give, 
give Satan ground and you're not fighting from a position of victory. So based on that, put to death the earthly things in you. And one more thing, I'm not going to read the passage because I think I'm probably there for time, but I just wanted to refer to it and maybe just as an encouragement, maybe just a practical recommendation or something you can do to, to help you just keep, try to keep your mind on heavenly things. You know, Again, with the idea of an election coming up, it, it's hard to not be very earthly-minded as far as just things. Are, and that's not, that's not bad. It's good to be concerned about our country and things like that. But sometimes there's this mindset that you, know, you don't want to be too heavenly-minded because then you'll be no earthly good. Um, and that's just totally not true. And I, I've never found a verse that says don't be too heavenly-minded. Um, if anything, the, the problem is, is it's being, obviously it's being heavenly-minded in the right way. You know, it's not not caring about what's going on, but really the best help we can be to this world is by being so heavenly minded and consumed with Christ that it just overflows um, from our lives. So um, it's more just an encouragement. I'm going to endeavor to read these first five verses of uh, Revelation 22 um, and just try to do so every morning for the next month or so. Because it just helps get my mind on, so there's Colossians 3, the present realities of who I am in Christ, but then Revelation 22, the future realities of when I'll be with Christ. I'll just read two of these verses and then I'll close. Because there's just, there's so much encouragement here. This, this is the destiny. This is for every Christian. This is where we're going to be. And we need to keep remembering this day after day. Um, verse 4 and 5, it says, They will see his face. And his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. So just fixing our eyes on that day, you know, then our faith will be sight. Then we will see Christ. It's, it's going to happen one day for every Christian, and that's an encouragement. So, again, just endeavoring to keep our, our thoughts and our minds singularly focused on Christ to help us as we walk. So let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for your word and for your people. I just pray there was some help here, some encouragement. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Where would any of us be apart from Christ? Just thank you for this time, and again, ask for your help for your people. In Jesus' name, amen.